When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this, the Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? Wouldn't be a show without George. Howdy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Before the days of streaming and DVDs, live television was the only game in town, and our favorite shows were regularly interrupted by commercial breaks. Now, back then, they either were an annoyance or a chance to go grab a snack, but over the years, we've grown fond of those vintage ads. So in this backtrack, we look back at some of the most memorable TV commercials and campaigns from our youth. So before we get into that, I think this is going to be this could be a fun, light episode of just listening to some cool old commercials and what we thought of them. I I bet listeners are going to have email they want to say, the ones we missed, the ones we oh, didn't yeah. talk about the right things, but Absolutely. that's what it's all about. So I can't wait. Before we get into that, though, it's time for some fourth listener email. Look, there's three of us. The expectation is we'll listen. If anyone else does, you are our fourth listener. And the fourth listener this episode is Jonathan S. He dropped us a line. The subject was choose your own adventure books. Oh. Backtrack we did not too long ago. Well, it kind of was a while ago. It's been a year or two now, I guess. Man, time flies. Dang. Here's what Jonathan has to say. Greetings, John, George, and Mo. I'm going to pause here. George, you weren't last. I wasn't last. Yeah. I wasn't first, but I wasn't last. <laughs> there's, there's always glass half empty According with this According to guy. Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're always last. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, hey, I've that's heard a good that point. too. I've heard that. This, I, I, I thought maybe you'd find that encouraging, but I guess not. <laughs> Greetings, John, George, and Mo. As I'm working my way through the Gen X Grown Up Bat catalog, I came across your Choose Your Own Adventure Books episode. As we mentioned. I was happy to hear George mention the Lone Wolf books. Oh, yeah. I read all these books in junior high and early high school. The main story was 12 books long, and there was also a spinoff based on The Wizard that was four yep. books long. Was it? Did you know about that one too, George? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, there was also a compendium that was not sold in stores, but could mm. be mail ordered, which I ordered. It had maps, an orc English translation guide, and a mini adventure. <laughs> wow. Did you know about that one? I did not. Ah, wow. Yeah, I didn't either. Jonathan says, I had kept all these books until I was married when my wife said we needed to get rid of extraneous items. Oh, <laughs> so Listen. you left your wife. Yes, that's, that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming. If, if she says, let's get rid of extraneous items, we're going to say, well, here's your bag. Right? Come on, <laughs> this is my toys. Quit that. Terrible. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jonathan. I'm sure your wife is delightful, other than making you throw away your cool stuff. Uh, he says, I donated all those books to Goodwill. Then about two or three months later, I learned that the aforementioned compendium was very rare and could fetch a nice price. I checked uh. out the local Goodwills, but of course, I couldn't find it. Yeah, somebody's like, 
Right. You're like, oh, I've been dying for this my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, he wraps it up by saying, after hearing the episode, I searched for Lone Wolf and saw that the author, Joe Deaver, had died a few years ago, but his son has continued and expanded on the series. Oh, nice. That's cool. Thanks for the trip down memory lane, Jonathan. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. We're That's the point. If you got a trip down memory, memory lane, then we're doing our job, as we say, right? That's, that's what we're trying to deliver for you here on Gen X Grown Up. And plus, you shared some stuff with us that even George, who was the lone wolf expert, didn't know about. Yeah. Now, he's literally typing, looking on eBay for the compendium. He's probably already looking for it right now. It's like how much it costs, too. <laughs> right. Uh, that's the most curious thing. So, hey, we appreciate that you wrote in. We love it every time the fourth listener takes time out of their day to drop us a line. Let us know what they thought of an episode. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it's drop dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. And most of them, just like Jonathan's, will eventually make this show. Okay. With that good business behind us, we're going to jump into this, the very first backtrack of 2024, right after this break. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. If you are even a casual listener to the Gen X Grown Up podcast, you likely know that in the commercial breaks, we'll often put in, often, always put in vintage commercial segments in between our segments because it's changing channels. It feels nostalgic. And we've gotten probably a dozen emails specifically about the commercials. Like, that's fun. I, I remember that thing. That was cool. And so at some point in the past, somebody said, hey, have you guys considered just doing a whole episode about those old commercials? So in this episode, I'm not going to put commercials in the breaks. We're just going to talk about them here in the body of the episode. <laughs> uh, just remembering some of our favorites. Now, we might miss a few that were your favorites. You'll oh, we take will. care of that and let us know in, in email, of course. Uh, but this first segment we started with, and I think it's probably the most popular populated one are food and drink commercials, very obvious ones. And uh, not all commercials were created equal back then, but some of them were super memorable and became part of pop <laughs> culture. And I think that's the case with the first one we have on the list. John, I think arguably the largest and most well-known commercial from the 1980s, specifically <laughs> okay. related to food and drink, has got to be the little old lady from Wendy's and her biggest question, where's the beef? <laughs> it certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's a money back there. You want something better. Your Wendy's kind of people. And that was not just one commercial. It was a campaign. Oh like, there God. were a lot of Clara Peller ads. It was a whole bunch of commercials. The odd thing is, the only one who gets credit is the lady saying, where's the beef? But the yeah. other two ladies contributed mm -hmm. just as much to the commercial. It was just that line, where's the beef, yep. was everywhere as soon as that commercial hit the air it was on t-shirts and bumper stickers mm -hmm. people were using it as a colloquial term in other tv shows it was 
everywhere. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? It meant so many different things to so many people based off of one commercial. And I would argue it moved Wendy's past Burger King in the hamburger wars at that stage because Mm. Burger King and McDonald's were the top two. McDonald's obviously number one Mm -hmm. forever. Burger King number two. I think this moved Wendy's into the number two spot for me back then. Mm, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember they even had the Where's the Beef Lady on like talk shows. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what is she going to talk about? (laughs) 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 And I saw it. Now that you mentioned that, I saw a few of those guest spots. And Mm -hmm. you got a great point. She had nothing to talk about. She must have been 80 years old. And listen, this is 1980s, 80 years old. Today, 80 mm-hmm. looks very different. Some people look great at 80. This lady looked like an old lady. And what what did you have to talk about? I was on a commercial. Do the thing. Where's the beef? Okay, coming up next, somebody else will Yeah, <laughs> like Phil Donahue would probably do 60 minutes on her being on that commercial, and she didn't give a shit, right? Yeah, she was yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> Meant nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it, you're right. It was super pop culture though. Everybody was using it. So, so, so the one I, that popped in my head first when we started talking about food and drink is the one where which they this has been jokes through and it was in Wayne's World they did all the jokes of this thing is the Grey Poupon commercial oh with the two uh, limos the two yes, limos, the two limos. Yes. right yep. the finer things in life happily some are affordable like Grey Poupon Dijon mustard Grey Poupon is so fine it's even made with white wine its original French Dijon recipe adds distinctive <laughs> flavor to beef pork and poultry salad dressing and sauces and of course sandwiches so enjoy one of life's finer pleasures. Pardon me, would you have any Grey Poupon? There we go. But of course. Grey Poupon. It even has wine. <laughs> it even has wine. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> it's just such a... It's mustard. <laughs> it always yeah, got me, the guy who was doing the voiceover part of that commercial mm-hmm. before you get to the two guys in the limos passing the mustard back and forth, mm-hmm. he sounded like one of those guys who would be the trailer announcer guy on PBS. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Very sophisticated, very refined. Right. Yes. He always sounded to me like the guy from like who did the De Beers diamond commercials. Like he almost seems like he has that kind of voice too. Like, you know, oh, sure. diamond mm-hmm. is forever, you know? <laughs> right, <laughs> yep. yep. And I don't even think did you see the guys in the limos the the thing i focus on most was the shot from between the limos like if you're standing mm-hmm. between them mm-hmm. and the arm comes out but of course right. and he of has course. the jar of gray poop on right there what do you think he was eating in a limo that he needed mustard i mean hot dog i don't know okay no what, i thought they showed us <laughs> didn't they show a sandwich in the commercial it was a very fancy sandwich though oh was it yeah. i don't remember like okay. a deli like an upgraded deli sandwich uh, type of thing i okay. think which he could right. not eat because he had no gray poop on i mean come on no, of course well, he'd run out he'd run out his <laughs> his Butler had not stocked the limo, apparently, with the proper <laughs> mustard. Anyway, well, on the topic of food and drink, the one that came to my mind right away was, again, by both of these, more than just one commercial was a franchise, a series of commercials, a campaign or whatever you want to call it. And it this was hyper 80s because it was full of neon and craziness. It was the Max Headroom character advertising oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coke versus Pepsi. Of course, he's mm-hmm. talking about Pepsi as the P word. And it used Matt Frewer in that crazy makeup and that stuff. Here it is. Hi, Max Headroom here with... This is my guest. I heard you were big time in the old pop biz. Well, I'm going to take that as a no comment. So, nitty gritty time. What I'm talking about, and you're not, is that more people prefer the new refreshing taste of Coke over Pepsi. Sweating? It's true. More people are, as we cocologists say, catching the wave. 
Catch it if you can, can. Catch the wave. Coke. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it really relied on just, this guy is cool. He's talking about Coke. Therefore you want Coke. And this one, it sounded like this one in particular was talking about the new Coke. Because he said the new taste of Coke, which, well, he was wrong. It was not better, but he was a fascinating character. So I know that everybody knows this commercial, but I wonder if most of the people out there know that this is not where Max Headroom got his start. I know a lot of people Mm. feel like it did because it was their first introduction to the character, but he actually started on a British, like, like 20 minute show about a journalist who had brain Mm -hmm. damage and then they put him in AI and stuff. I mean, everybody who's a Max Headroom fan probably knows that now, but if you weren't Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. just know the commercial, I find that really interesting that he wasn't even an American product to begin yeah. with. Yeah, he got co-opted by Coke, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. wasn't something like he, the last thing he remembers is getting hit with a sign that said Max Headroom 20 feet or something like exactly that. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, in the garage. Yeah, so that's the last memory, so that became the name he went by. Mm, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But I was saying, think, these commercials, though, they they got your attention. Like, mm-hmm. every time sure. they were on, you were, because his character was just so weird and jerky. It was just, it was just bizarre, you know? All the it was stutter fun to repeats yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably the antithesis of a Max Headroom character has to be the Dunkin' Donuts guy. If anybody remembers him from the 80s, and I'm not talking about your your D&D stuff now where they're talking about the breakfast sandwiches or any of that bullshit. This is Dunkin' Donuts in its heyday. All they did was donuts, and the poor guy had to get up every morning just to make the donuts. That's right. And to make the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts are always fresh. I made the donuts. We make them at least twice every day. Time to make the donuts. Not a few kinds, like supermarkets. Made the donuts. Time to make the donuts. But up to 52 varieties. The donuts. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Up to 52 <laughs> varieties, fresh day and night. No supermarket can say that. <laughs> That's the part that got me was when he meets himself coming in and going out the door. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. Time to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Go back to sleep, you dumb son of a bitch. Time and, and space are warping. He's going to it so early every day. I remember for years after this, anytime you had to get up super early, mm-hmm. somebody had to say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Somebody had to say that, that word. Oh, like, yeah. What is it? Oh, time to make the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think my family would use that if it was just, it was time to go like anywhere. Like we're oh, all really? getting together, getting in the car. It's like, come on, time to make the donuts. Let's go. Which right. to me always meant you weren't enthusiastic about where we were going because that guy wasn't real jazzed about getting up that early and going. <laughs> so it has kind of a negative connotation, but it's just fun because you picture that poor guy. Remind me of the Maytag repairman guy who was so put a little bit because yeah. he never got to fix anything. He was so sad. But this Dunkin' Donuts guy, I don't know when they retired him, but he was fun. He was on for a long time. <laughs> time he was he yeah. was yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this next commercial we're going to talk about is one that probably prompted our scientific curiosity because we all had to find an answer to this question when this commercial came on mr turtle how many licks does it take to get to the tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop Mm-hmm. Well, he never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl. <laughs> Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. <laughs> how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. We may never know. Yeah, we fi- we tried to find out. <laughs> yeah, no, I I swear I think the best word in that entire commercial is when he says two. <laughs> is two? 
Yeah. Cause he, everything else, you know, it's, it's a little alliterative and sad and depressed in different places. But when he gets to the word two, he says, <laughs> <laughs> he turns it into like a song almost. I love the three. I thought you were going to say the three. Certainly the, uh, the three. three plays off of the two. If you don't have the two first, you don't get the three. <laughs> This is the Star Wars prequel sequel thing. You don't have this movie without this movie. Right? You don't right. have the three, but for there being a two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we definitely spent a lot of time trying to count how many licks it took because it was just one of those things. And I'll, I never got the answer. No. It, it, well, it, it was typically not three, but eventually yeah, you would three. <laughs> eventually you would bite it and you would never find out. Yes, right. right. I, I remember reading an article that somebody like they figured it out, but there's so many variables. Yeah. Like, like the texture of your tongue what flavor mm-hmm. whether it was frozen or thawed like all these things that yeah, could it totally uncover the tissy pop center or just reach it i mean how about right, just it's all it's well, it doesn't reach. matter you know what he says three. reach in the commercial so well, let's just reach. say okay, three right. it's yeah. just call it three that's all it is <laughs> you know one thing that's a little bit easier to reach and that's the bottom of the jar of your favorite summertime beverage mm-hmm. and that man who delivered that beverage to you was the kool-aid man in the classic <laughs> kool-aid commercials <laughs> thought when I was a kid that this was cool and I would say, hey, Kool-Aid, nobody would ever fucking come running through my wall. (laughs) But I wondered as I got older, like how many insurance claims did this guy cause? Because he was breaking down every barrier in front of him. It didn't matter. He could be outside. There's a wall with no other walls around it. And instead of just walking around, this some bitch would go right through the middle (laughs) of the wall, break it apart, ruin everybody's picnic. He was terrible. Yeah. I remember they use this a lot in like family guy uses this gag a lot. Like I remember one time Peter was in court and about to be sentenced to do prison time. And he just went, Hey, Kool-Aid. And he busted through the wall and they escaped out of the hole that he made. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> because it, it like, especially like the, where's the beef thing we talked about earlier. It became bigger than the ad. It was more pop culture. The Hey, Kool-Aid. Not that everyone ever expected a giant anthropomorphized jar of Kool-Aid dispatched through the wall. But that you pictured it in your head when somebody said it, at least. You knew it was what they I meant. Mean, it's even in Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you go to watch one of the screenings and you have the audience shouting the lines out at screen, mm-hmm. there's really? a part where the guy breaks through the wall and everybody in the audience shouts out, hey, Kool-Aid, and he yeah. busts through <laughs> the wall right there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Okay, so I have one that is has become a huge, beyond the commercial, has become part of pop culture, and that is Little Mikey for Life Serial. How the thing, Mikey likes it, Mikey likes it. There's a story about how he died and all that is urban myth <laughs> but the actual commercial i probably saw every cartoon i watched had this life cereal commercial with two kids trying to get this younger kid to find out if this cereal was any good or not what's this stuff some cereal it's supposed to be good for you did you try it i'm not gonna try it you try it i'm not gonna try it i'm not gonna try it let's get mikey yeah he won't need it he hates everything he likes it When you bring life home, don't tell the kids it's one of those nutritional cereals you've been trying to get them to eat. You're the only one who has to know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Didn't they think that he died from the 
pop rocks yes, uh, yeah, thing or pop something. rocks and soda <laughs> right now i could tell you that i never really understood what these kids were saying because they didn't articulate well but i remember mm. misunderstanding um he won't eat it he eats everything is what i thought they were saying actually i thought that for years too but it makes way more sense what these kids trying to say is and i'm guessing that was the 80th take and they're like that's the best it's gonna get he won't eat it he hates everything right. is what they're right. saying there therefore mm-hmm. he won't therefore, that's why they're so surprised when he liked it because here's a kid who's picky doesn't like anything he loves life cereal so well plus the look on his face in the commercial like before he bites into that cereal he's just the crankiest looking little bastard <laughs> yeah yeah you could ever have on ever yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's just but even in the remember the first matrix when the neo gets first like the downloaded stuff like mm-hmm. knowledge and right. the guy looks at him and he says hey i think he likes it i was like oh my god they even remembered oh. it in the future <laughs> yeah okay i guess that was a connected thing i thought of they that they do a lot of head-to-head competitions in commercials back then coke and pepsi and all this stuff mm. but this is when it's a product competed against itself in a way <laughs> all right we're up 15 we got this game one yeah you get to buy a light beer from miller yeah let's let's yeah what can he do to his mouth <laughs> <laughs> hey, hit the change he's running <laughs> Tastes great. Less filling. But this is like a whole series they did of these things. You know, taste great, Mm -hmm. less filling is always like a Mm -hmm. competition. There's two boxers or two softball teams. There's always something. Mm -hmm. And one represented one side, one represented the other side. You know, I always felt like this commercial ended up being the tail wagging the dog because nobody knew or cared what beer they were talking about. It wasn't the name of it in there. No matter what, people would go, taste great, less filling, taste great. Nobody was like saying, therefore, I must drink Miller Lite. (laughs) It didn't even register with me. Like Wendy's, I knew Wendy's was about where's the beef somehow but this one was just two sets of crowds yelling at each other and it was just fun (laughs) i mean it was but i'll say that in the 80s even Mm -hmm. though i've i understand i don't drink beer so i have to just you know take people's words for it i understand it's a really terrible tasting beer but (laughs) miller light was arguably the best advertised beer at the time you look at their commercials when they go back and one of their commercials is listed later on in one of our segments as one of my favorites Mm -hmm. of all time they had some really great advertising writers doing their stuff. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it now, I'm not talking about the 90s when you start getting into the what's up and the bud frogs and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the 80s. Miller Lite was by far the standout for beer commercials. They oh, yeah. had the mm-hmm. best writers. They had good celebrities in them. They were funny. They were catchy. You remembered them. I think mm-hmm. they were the best beer commercials going back then. Well, okay. Yep. Well, yeah, I think so too. Though they certainly had some variety and they had memorable stuff. So you can't them for that yeah now another product that also had something that was long in your memory and probably still is today because it's even been in stranger things and that's mm. the ego waffle with their lego my ego commercials oh <laughs> hey lego my ego lego my ego jessica light golden ego waffles taste so good it's not always easy to get your hands on one so sometimes you have to improvise Ego, my ego, please. Ego waffles from Kellogg's. (laughs) In all truthfulness, 
those products, they're terrible. If you've ever eaten an Eggo waffle, they are not good. Oh, my God, They're not good at all. They're soggy. They don't come out of that toaster. Well, I don't care how expensive of a Grey Poupon toaster you might have. They're not coming out good out of that thing. They're just terrible compared to a waffle you would get at a restaurant or one you would make yourself from scratch. But that commercial arguably has kept that brand going for 40 years now. Mm. There goes our Kellogg sponsorship. Thanks, George. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it encouraged siblings to steal from one another, too, which I always thought was odd for a commercial today, but whatever. (laughs) In a way, though, it's kind of brilliant, though, because it's almost saying, like, you got to be the one to get it, right? So Right. mm, They're coveted. So it's like making kids like, you got to be the one to get it over everybody else in your family. You got to get this stupid, nasty, soggy waffle. (laughs) 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 When you put it like that, I can't resist. (laughs) (laughs) The, the last one we're going to talk about this segment was one that was just it had to be one of the most like almost tear jerk kind of commercial series that they did back then. It was the Folgers coffee when mm-hmm. Peter comes home for Christmas. Oh, thanks a lot. Merry Christmas. see it. I mean, come on. Kid comes home from someplace and he wakes mm-hmm. everybody up by making Folgers coffee and the aroma, which I don't remember any instant coffee having that good aroma, but <laughs> <laughs> Folgers coffee aroma, waking up everyone in the house and they're all surprised. I mean, you know, it's kind of a tearjerker, though. It was a sweet mm-hmm. commercial. Yeah. I mean, so I don't remember this commercial. So for okay. me, I don't hold a special place in my heart, but I'll say for our listeners who are hearing the podcast after we record this, we're not watching these commercials. We're listening to the audio only mm-hmm. that commercial sounds really disturbing audio only <laughs> if you don't have the visuals in your oh, head I can see that from yeah. remembering it there's a lot of creepiness going on there without the visuals right you're home Shh, let's go to the kitchen right and then there's like some gulping <laughs> sounds and some some ooh, ah. and I'm like, what you're home he's like <laughs> sniffing yeah. <laughs> ah, right. Yes. It is a sweet commercial, I promise. And look, there's a link in the description if you want to shake the image that George has put in your head. You can go watch the actual commercial. Yeah. You don't remember it. But yeah, it's it's a holiday commercial too. It usually played around the holidays because it was that yes. homecoming kind of thing too. Oh, oh, okay. A lot of good food-based commercials. When we get back, we're gonna go look at some uh some products that had some pretty memorable commercials. Stick around. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. This next group of commercials are going to be basically toys and stuff, you know, just stuff that they advertise, <laughs> and there's a lot of it. So, George, you want to kick us off with the first stuff? <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I picked this commercial, A, number one, it's one of the classic toy commercials of all time. Number two, it was just recently on an episode yes. of that Toys That Built America, yep. mm-hmm. and they talked that. specifically about this commercial in that and how it propelled the game moving mm-hmm. forward, and that's the Connect 4 commercial. Mm. The name of the game is... Connect four. Gotcha. Four cross. Hmm. One more game. Object, connect four of your checkers in a row while preventing your mm-hmm. opponent from doing the same. But look out. Your opponent can sneak up on you and win the game. I won. Where? I can't. Here, diagonally. Pretty sneaky, sis. Connect four. The vertical <laughs> yep. checkers game from Milton Bradley. Yep. Pretty sneaky, sis. Brilliant commercial. <laughs> You got kids, they've got real skin in the game. You know, they're desperately trying to win. And the girl, she just sneaks up and beats him with the diagonal. And it's the Mm -hmm. move that we all learned as kids. We all tried to replicate that commercial when we played Mm -hmm. Connect Four with our friends after that. And then I think the best part of the commercial, besides the pretty sneaky sis line, is just neither one of them reach over there in the visual of the commercial to flip the little thing to let the checkers right. fall out. It just mm-hmm. happens automatically. But that sound of those checkers mm-hmm. hitting that wooden Hit table, table. Yeah. Oh, God, that brings back so many childhood memories of that noise. Yeah, oh, and that yeah. Especially you're talking about, George, they said that he he wanted that sound. He wanted that mm-hmm. falling mm-hmm. Yeah. thing afterwards that, you know, because he knew that would just turn kids on to it. Yep. It's like that that sound, it's kind of like, uh, like you know, we're all poker players and like the sound of like riffling chips together just mm-hmm. has a certain clickety clickety sound or like moving Legos around looking for the right piece. That has a like a signature sound that you just can't replicate with anything else, but it brings back the whole experience of childhood and playing the game. Yeah, Connect for a great one. One that was a little more creepier though that I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so we had dolls and then we had electronics and then we got into the 80s when they tried to put electronics in everything and so we had the doll that would try the teddy bear that would try to tell you stories teddy mm. ruxpin and those commercials i thought were something you're something <laughs> show and tell time another teddy bear my teddy's name is teddy ruxpin he talks he tells stories he... <laughs> four batteries not included hi my name is teddy ruxpin Can you and I be friends? (laughs) I really enjoy talking to people. I would like you. Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. So I have a confession to make. You had a Teddy Ruxpin. Okay. I was far too old when this doll came out to need it. I think I was... I think it was probably 14 or 15 or something like that. But I desperately wanted a goddamn Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> and never got one. I always wanted that thing, but I was too old. I, you, I could never go in a store and buy it or anything. Not like I had a younger brother or sister that I could say, oh, I bought this for them. Uh, yeah. No. 
Oh, I wanted one of those things so bad. Still to this day, I want a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> so have you ever even like played with one? Seen one? Nope. Maybe seen one, right? No? I've seen them in the commercial. That's as close as I've gotten. It's and I see them at toy shows every once in a while in different states of repair. And <laughs> I think like you put the tape in his back, I think is where you put mm-hmm. it. And then you pull down his little vest. Yep. And all it was, was the tape was stereo. And they put sound on one track. And they put a digital thing on the other track that said when to open the mouth and how fast and at right. what rate. Mm-hmm. So if you put in a radar tape player, you'd hear like this, rah, 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 like clicking and noises that were just telling the mouth to open. And maybe even his eyes would blink or something. They I forget would, if that was. They would yeah. go left, right or blink or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, they would do stuff. And so it was really just a doll that was programmed like a like a showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese doll. Yeah, it was yeah. a little animatronic for a kid in his house, which is really cool. Uh, did you ever have a Teddy Ruxpin? Mo? Never. You had a big family, a lot of kids. No Teddy no Ruxpin. No Teddy Ruxpins around. No. I think that's, Sorry that's kind of thing my dad would look at and be like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you got brothers. Have them read to you. You don't need a doll yeah, exactly. for that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, okay. This next commercial, just thinking about it cracks me up, you know, because mm-hmm. just play it because everyone okay. knows as soon as they hear All it. All right. Clap on. Clap on. <laughs> Let you turn things on or off from anywhere in the room. Just plug in the clapper and a television, lamp, stereo, almost anything you want to clap on and off. Clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off, the clapper. Clapper is available at Meyer, Perry, Hills, and Austin. Okay, so I have a confession. No, I'm just Another confession? Okay. No, no, no. But you have to admit, this is probably one of the catchiest jingles oh, yeah. of commercials of that era. Like, I can still sing that song in mm-hmm. my sleep. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to remember. And it's you're so catchy. To it. Yeah, yeah. Clap on, clap off the clapper. It's just a little rhythm. Yeah. And the genius is the song literally gives you the instructions for how the thing works mm-hmm. and what it does. <laughs> yeah. What does it do? It claps on, dummy. And then you can turn it off too. I mean, you literally have learned how it works before you even bought it. And now you want it. Yep. It's so funny to see it in like pop culture as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's a movie called Accepted with, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. remember his name, the young guy who's in all kinds of stuff. Well, he's not young anymore, but uh, he's got a clap on disco ball in his dorm room. And mm-hmm. so he turns it on when the girl comes into the scene and he's like, there's nothing classier than a clap on disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of, these commercials just, they were never on like the network. Like these are always on the other stations, you know, play these or late at night, maybe on a network. Like they were mm-hmm. never, this was never like a prime time commercial. I've right. never known somebody who had one and mm-hmm. I've never owned one. And I've always wondered who bought these things. <laughs> well, and they were in five and dime stores. They were budget products, which is probably yeah. why they weren't on network shows because that was expensive advertising. They were on mm-hmm. local commercials and they just bought advertising. I think they were there. really big in Walmarts, like on that aisle where the as seen on TV kind of mm. stuff would be. Mm-hmm. Walmart yep. sold those things. Like I always saw them during that era in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever owned one, but I definitely knew somebody who did. And as okay. soon as I found out they had them, I'm like, let's try oh. it. And they were, they were well and thoroughly sick of it by the time I saw it. <laughs> so like, go ahead, do the thing. Yes, it works. Now, you know, move on. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Another item that's probably, <laughs> probably in the as seen on TV aisle and this blew up into a major line of products, but it started with one little clay pot that you put some seeds on. There's a new pet. Chia. Chia pet. The pottery that grows. It's fun and easy. Soak your chia, spread the seeds, keep it watered, and watch it grow. And now grow a whole collection of fun with chia teddy bears, puppies, kittens, 
Rams, Bulls, <laughs> there's yep. even a Chia tree to keep your pets company. Chia Pets and Trees, the pottery that grows. <laughs> the Chia Pet and Chia Tree are available at Kmart, Rite Aid, Ames, and Woolworth. Makes a great gift. Yeah, when we just talked about the clapper, where gave you the instructions. Now they just put the name of the product right in the song. Yeah. Cha-cha-cha-chia. Yeah. And so what's it called? You know, you're not going to forget because you have that song. Yeah. And these things are just, this is a bizarre concept to me. I mean, it's like you buy oh, really? like a yeah. clay pot sheep, you, you spread this thing on it. You're like a paste. Fill it with water. And, and then, then it looks like a big green horror, horror sheep at the end. I mean, it doesn't look like a sheep anymore. <laughs> You see the one that actually is like somebody's hair? Like oh, yeah. yeah. Bob Ross. And the hair. It's a Bob Ross head. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has the big fro. Yeah. I was, okay. I had a Chia pet. Never had one of the crazy Bob Ross or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I always imagined that would be fun to trim like a bonsai tree into different, you know, hairstyles <laughs> for a guy. Did you guys ever have a Chia pet? Did you ever try it? I did not. I no. I kind of always wanted one, but I never had one. I still kind of want one, yeah. but I don't know that I'm attentive enough to keep it from dying. <laughs> that's the beauty of it is, as Mo was saying, it's a clay thing that's hollow and they rely upon the how clay seeps water. And yeah. so it kind of waters itself gradually. So as ah. long as you keep water in the pot and it's not empty... It kind of, what do we call it, vascular or whatever, you know, capillary action. It's <laughs> sucking the water from the middle, soaking the clay. So the clay itself is rich with water. So it, yeah, I, I think I, it, I don't know that I would keep the, the pot full. No, even that you wouldn't handle. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably. <laughs> but you know what I am attentive enough to do? Mm. And that's if I fall down and break a hip, I'm attentive enough to push a button. If the button's next to you. <laughs> Recently, when I became deathly ill, I was able to summon an ambulance, my next door neighbor, <laughs> my family, and my doctor without picking up a telephone. I use this remote control to contact LifeCall, my 24-hour emergency medical response service. Watch. You just press this button and speak into the air and... I'm having chest pain! I'm calling paramedics (laughs) and your family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen, and I can't get up! We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. See? Protect yourself with Life Call and you're never alone. To get complete free information by mail about this affordable medical emergency response system, call toll free now. Life Call can save mm. your life. So call to get free details so by mail. Right I away. think it's funny that throughout the entire run of that commercial and the part of the zeitgeist pulp culture that it mm-hmm. inhabits, nobody ever remembers the poor some bitch that had the heart attack. They yeah. only no. remember the grandma yeah. that broke her hip. That's, that's right. the only one that anybody remembers. And that's the one that comedians keyed on for yep. months and mm-hmm. years later. It was always, and it's so ubiquitous now with that industry that even like systems that you put in your house today for security, like safe touch is the security system we have in the Southeast here. It's one of the popular mm-hmm. brands. They have a life alert product type of thing that is part of their service because people recognize this is something I need for the old people in my life or their lives. Mm-hmm. And it solved a real problem. It did. Certainly. But it also became like a, a joke yeah. in a way. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, it, it definitely did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, we were laughing, listening to it. And the guy's having a heart attack. Right. And the poor lady fell down. But all we could do is chuckle because it became a punchline. Well, also, yep. they, they just were like the worst actors ever. Sure. <laughs> I mean, let's <laughs> I mean, not forget that. It's not like they were like, yeah. like you know, Shakespearean having a heart attack yeah. on stage here. <laughs> it was, you know, you're like, you know, the guy's like, 
he laying on the ground. I fall. It is just ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Actually, the operator was the best actor. I'm sending help right away, Mr. Yeah, Johnson. Exactly. His name is. He was okay. It was everybody else overacting that was really right. <laughs> over the probably is what made it a punchline because we just so overacted. Okay, one more in this. We said we're looking at toys and stuff, Mo. So in your criteria, <laughs> I just picked what for me is one of the most iconic toy commercials of all. It's the commercial for all the toys with little Jeffrey the Giraffe. I want to grow up, buy Toys R Us, get They got a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. I want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got the best for so much less. You'll really flip your lid. Once a Toys R Us kid, always a Toys R Us kid. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it makes me all the more lament the passing of Toys R Us. I mean, it's mm. it's effectively gone. I mean, they're little kiosks that pop up. And I know they're coming back, aren't they? Aren't they coming up again? Or yeah, something? but only a shadow, like in airports. You know, yeah. you know, where oh, okay. kids One like to shop things. for toys in airports. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to show you how popular this commercial was, I mean, the one we listened to was they brought the original kids back mm. 14 years later. I mean, that's how much oh. nostalgia there was for this one. Oh, yeah. You know, for me, it always bothered me that they played these commercials in localities that didn't have Toys R Us stores. This commercial was on during freaking like G.I. Joe afternoons and Thundercats and all that bullshit and didn't have a single Toys R Us store within a hundred mile drive of where I live. (laughs) Pissed me off Mm. like you wouldn't believe. Oh, I hated that commercial. Hated it. Still hate it. Oh, you hate the commercial? As sweet as it is? Oh, that's They did that shit on purpose just to mess with my little 12-year-old mind. That's some bullshit. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. You know, we've talked an awful lot about how some of the people that have been in the commercials we've discussed became popular or minor celebrities in their own right, like Mm. Mikey with Life Serial. Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said for the people who became super juggernaut celebrities either before or after their commercial fame. Most of them after, Ah. but some of them before. Mm -hmm. And celebrities and commercials is a tried and true tradition for years. Mo, why don't you get us started with your first one? Yeah. I mean, this one would be normally a pretty remarkable commercial, I think, if it wasn't for the fact that Jason Alexander was the guy in this commercial. (laughs) You're tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The new McDLT. Hot, hot. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. And the cool. Stays cool. The new McDLT. Cool crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together. You can't resist. The hottest taste. The coolest dish. Keep the hot, hot. Keep the cool, 
Salty of McDonald's. Could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. New McDLT. <laughs> Wasn't the McDLT <sighs> the most ridiculous sandwich ever to come yes. out of McDonald's? Because they, pushed they it. put Ugh. the hot side on one, put the cold side on the other, and then they put it under the heat lamp. So <laughs> the whole thing just got hot anyway, unless you handed it straight from the kitchen to the people. And it didn't change the taste of the sandwich. No. You know, he's like, no. oh, it's irresistible now that it's like this. It's the same sandwich. Yes. And as soon as they had to get rid of styrofoam for all the environmental concerns, that, yeah, that was sandwich gone. went out the window in a hurry. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Plus you're building your own food. I mean, come on. Yeah. I made me do it myself, <laughs> right? What is this? A, what did I pay fondue? my 75 cents for, damn it? That's your job. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those commercials. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure he looks back and be like, hey, I got paid. But, you know, right. after, but after like, you know, Seinfeld and all this other stuff he's done, it's... It, just looking at it, it just cracks me up because I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. When Jason Alexander did that commercial, he wasn't Jason Alexander, a name. He was mm -hmm. a guy right. who was an, a working actor. This next one, this is Michael J. Fox, and he was already yeah. a name. He was a huge, huge. name. Massive. When yeah. Pepsi got a hold of him for their Diet Pepsi campaign. Listen. Here's your diet Pepsi. That must be my roommate, Danny. Danny? <laughs> Hi, I'm Danielle. You got another diet Pepsi? Sure. Diet Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. So I just got a question. Did Kenny Loggins score this goddamn commercial? <laughs> sounds like it, doesn't, like it? it doesn't it? It absolutely <laughs> like sounds like it. Top Gun or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a very visual commercial. What you can't see if you're listening to it and you haven't heard. It, it's not as creepy as George made out the Folgers commercial. But <laughs> yeah. this attractive woman has moved in and asked for Diet Pepsi. He doesn't have any. So he runs out the back door to go get one. And for right. some reason, he just brings back one. So when the roommate wants one, he's got to head off again was the, was the premise. <laughs> this is also interesting because it was Michael J. Fox playing Michael J. Fox too. It was oh, like yeah. he was a right. character, you know, like he it was him, which was made even more popular because this was right after uh Back to the Future and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. At this time. This yeah, yeah came Back out. to the Future was 85. This yeah. is 87. Back so to the Second Future movie came out by that point. Those had Pepsi tie-ins. Oh, so big time. maybe that's why you oh, got yeah. the commercial. That makes sense. That's yeah. why, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that might have been part of the or the arrangement. Like, hey, we're mm -hmm. going to be in this film, and then plus we're going to get Fox to do this other thing for us. It could have been a yeah. package deal for all I know. <laughs> well, so we talk about people who became celebrities later, people who were celebrities when they did the commercial. Here's a guy who is kind of in both worlds. So he had one breakout film that he was in earlier. He'd been in other movies, but one that was really big. And then this commercial cemented him, hmm. in my mind, as a celebrity that got him future work later on and that's jeffrey holder with seven up oh, yeah. there's something very special about the taste of seven up that's unlike any other soft drink maybe because seven up has no artificial flavor and no artificial color never had it never will and no caffeine never had it never will whatever it is that makes seven up so refreshingly different the other soft drinks never had it <laughs> never will 
Oh yeah. That's the best part. His laughs in yes. the commercial that punctuated the end of them. <laughs> oh my God. They were so great every time. And you know, he ended up in movies later on with like Eddie Murphy and mm-hmm. he did some stuff with uh, some John Grisham movies and whatnot. It was hmm. weird, but the movie that really kind of brought him to American audiences was a James Bond film, live yeah. and let die. Oh, oh, I was Baron trying Samadhi. to picture where I'd seen him. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Me and my dad were going somewhere in New York and we saw him walking down the street. And this is oh, real wow. New York. Yeah. He had on a full length fur coat, top to yeah. bottom. Mm. And my dad looks at him. He says, you know what? That's the only man who get away with that coat. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was super tall. Yeah. yeah, he was He was a great character and he was perfect in those commercials. And they ran those commercials for, I don't know, the better part of that oh, decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed it really for a while. put 7-Up in prominence because 7-Up was certainly the bottom rung of the soda wars at that point you had coke and pepsi like we already talked about but seven up was not even close to them until jeffrey holder laughed for him and that slogan never had it never will that became one of those things that Mm -hmm. people used Mm -hmm. to mean other things sometimes just because they were referring back to the seven up ad with him yep so and you talk about people who were famous and became famous. Okay, Vincent Price, everybody knows who he is, right? Knows who he oh, was. Yeah. Sure. 85, Huge. he wasn't doing a ton of work, but he was doing some work, right? Of all products, of all the products <laughs> in the world that you would say, <laughs> I want Vincent Price to be my spokesperson for, this is for, he did a wine cooler commercial. And for people, again, check the links and see this. He does the whole beginning in a bear costume. You can't even see him. <laughs> Wow. And he doesn't, and it's not until the end that he takes off the mask. I used to be frightened by all the wine coolers I saw. I was scared I wouldn't pick the right one. Luckily, I did. It was the most refreshing one of them all. Sun Country Wine Cooler. You see, Sun Country is a blend of premium white wine and real fruit juice. That's what gives it its great taste. Sun Country, say, give me the real juice cooler. If you don't say Sun Country... Okay, so of all the wine cooler commercials we have in the list, why do we not have Bartles and James? They are far superior in commercial wine cooler world than Vincent Price in Sun Country. I guess because he's the celebrity, right? Yeah, exactly. And Vincent, it's Vincent Price. And just the fact that they got Vincent Price to advertise for a wine cooler. I mean, how that's almost absurd. And they made it creepy somehow yeah. with the, the organ music, you know, wine coolers. <laughs> but that shows you how good or bad those guys who write the commercials can be, right? Because Bartles and James, those guys had no personalities whatsoever. But you remember those Bartles and James mm-hmm. commercials a hell of a lot right. more than most people will remember this Sun Country wine cooler with arguably the greatest horror acting legend of all time, Vincent Price. <laughs> In a <Yeah>. bear suit. <laughs> In a bear suit. <laughs> and also just, you know, wine coolers. I mean. Oh my God. But that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Just in general. (laughs) Welcome to the wine coolers backtrack, everyone. (laughs) We could definitely do a weird drinks from then. Oh, Oh, no kidding. No kidding. All right. I have one more of the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Definitely one who was not a celebrity at the time, but has become a huge celebrity after my own heart too. This was an Activision commercial for David Crane's Pitfall starring none other than a young, I think he was 10 or 11 years old, Jack Black, believe it or not. Just last night, I was lost in the jungle with Pitfall Harry, surrounded by giant scorpions and man-eating crocodiles. Well, Harry and I just grabbed the van, swung through the trees, and over the tar pits and found the jungle treasure. It was really neat. 
it. If you haven't met Pitfall Harry, you're missing the year's most incredible video game adventure. Pitfall for the Atari 2600 and in television. Since I met Pitfall Harry, no other man will do. Pitfall, designed by David Crane for Activision. I remember the first time someone said, hey, have you seen the Pitfall commercial with Jack Black? I thought it must be one of the modern, like Super Nintendo reimaginings of Pitfall. They got Jack Black in. I didn't realize this was like a child actor, Jack Black. So, you know, you sometimes forget these guys like Jason Alexander we just saw. He wasn't always a big name. He was a working actor. And this was Jack Black starting out. And he's good in this. He's not very (laughs) Jack Blacky, if you know what I mean. Like He's (laughs) not over the top and crazy. He's just a really good, articulate child actor. Unlike stupid, the Mikey commercial. Mikey won't like to make me mumble mumble. This was like a really good performance. <laughs> in just a little Atari commercial. I thought was really cool. I say, it just looks like a miniature Jack Black though. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> he, he looks the same because he has little pudgy cheeks because he's yeah. young. Just like Jack right. Black who has little pudgy cheeks now. Perfect. <laughs> I just don't understand how this commercial came out in 1983 and didn't prevent the game crash that we talked about. <laughs> it it could have saved <laughs> it, it could have saved it. How did Jack Black not save video games? Right. Yes. Well, he did. It just took a few years to pick up. That's all. There you go. <laughs> yeah. One more segment. When we get back, we're each going to pick what is, you know, maybe our favorite or most memorable commercial or campaign from the 80s. We'll each pick one and share it with you. That'll be right after this quick break. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. So we're going to wrap this up with what we pick as our favorite, most memorable, nostalgic, whatever you want to call it, right? The one, Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. our choice for what we want to talk about for this last segment. And let's kick it off to you, John. Which commercial did you pick? Well, what you didn't hear is in the commercial break, George was just roasting me for having the most boring (laughs) of favorite commercials. (laughs) Therefore, I'm going first because it's a build up to the, oh, of the three, the way to backpedal it. No, George, you're not wrong. It's a boring commercial at its face. I loved the Zest Soap campaign for a few reasons. First, I think the song was super catchy, which I'm going to play in a second. But also picture it as you're watching this is that so often in these these Zest Soap commercials, you got to see a fully lathered young lady just wiping suds off of her. And you're like, oh, am I going to see something? I'm going to see something? You never did. But I felt like maybe I might next time. So. Soap leaves a sticky film on you, but zest is not soap. So mm. zest rinses clean away, leaves no sticky film like soap does. Zest fully, zest fully, Okay. So how telling is it that John remembers the scantily foamed up yeah. female in the shower, mm-hmm. and I only remember the guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I only remember the Zest commercials with guys in the shower. Something is wrong with my brain, I guess, but that's all I, I don't remember the ladies in the commercials. Hey, whatever does it for you. I don't mind. It's okay. Eh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't judge. I, okay. Who uses a soap that has leaves a sticky residue? Everybody that doesn't use Zest. <laughs> <laughs> a sticky residue. <laughs> Oh, I got out of the shower and I still feel sticky. I mean, <laughs> I loved how they proved it though. They like did the two fingers down the glass with oh, the squeak right. sound. Mm-hmm. Remember yep. that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it was the, the campaign that I liked. It's just so memorable. I mean, I'm being a little glib and tongue in cheek about it, but I think that jingle was really great. It was really kind of jazzy and you didn't forget. Even if I didn't use zest, which I don't, I use Irish spring strong enough for a man, but I like it too. When he carves it with this. <laughs> right. But zest was the song that I thought was, it's just a catchy jingle. And so that was my pick. So George, since you've crapped all over my zest soap, mm-hmm. <laughs> What do you got for your your favorite, your most memorable? Well, for my favorite, it's number one out of the three that we picked for me. But I, <laughs> okay. I recognize that Moe's is arguably number one for the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked earlier about Miller Lite and how they had some really smart people writing their commercials. Well, oh, yeah. in this particular case, they not only had smart people writing the commercials, they had the best ad-libber of the day in this commercial in Bob Euchre. You know, one of the best things about being an ex-big leaguer is getting freebies to the game. Call the front office, bingo. And once these fans recognize me, I probably won't even have to pay for my light beer from Miller. Down it! <laughs> I love them. These fans know I drink light because it's less filling and it tastes great. Good seats, huh? You're in the wrong shape, buddy. Come on. Oh, I must be in the front row. Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. Hey, buddy. He missed the tag. He missed the tag. It's good. Oh, my God. For years, I have quoted that commercial in specific situations. Number one, I must be in the front row every time, you know, you're at one of those special gatherings or something and you have to move. But number two, the one that I use the most is when I'm driving and some idiot doesn't use his turn signal. For some reason, I always pictured that he was going to tag the car in front of him or behind him. Mm. And that line, he missed the tag when he's way (laughs) up in the nosebleed seats and he can see that the guy missed the tag at second base. Oh, I love that. I just shouted out. People would look at me like, like I was stupid because they arguably didn't have the same connection to a baseball <laughs> beer commercial that there I did. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Bob Euchre is the absolute legend of the 80s. We talked about him in the movie Major League. Oh, yeah. And this was right in the height of his commercial success. And I just love these commercials to how oblivious he was yes. to everybody else around so him. That was cool. just cracked me up so they much. They love he me. Just, Down yeah. in front. He's like laughing. Like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they don't give a damn about him, <laughs> right? <kidders. laughs> now, we had to pick commercials from when Gen X, when we were younger. Otherwise, I arguably would have picked the Darth Vader car commercial, the Darth Vader kid car commercial. Oh, recent. That was like oh, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have that picked that. That's one. my favorite commercial of all time. But Bob Euchre gets it for mm-hmm. back That's then. A great Mo, go ahead and hit us with the best commercial <laughs> of that era. No question. I, this one to me uh, just brings back memories because uh, it's basically the Coca-Cola Christmas commercial of 1977. Because back then, they really didn't start Christmas commercials after Thanksgiving. Like they didn't like, not like now where you get them like mm-hmm. after Easter or something. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. and so I remember like when you started hearing this commercial on, you knew Christmas was coming up really soon. Teach the world to sing. Oh. It's for me. I like to buy the world a coke and keep it company. That's the song I 
So this is they came with a song that talks about coke mm-hmm. but you don't mm-hmm. realize it yeah right <laughs> you know it just sounds like a nice christmas song i mean you think about this commercial it's arguably the only one on our list that they did a second commercial of it later on with the same people i know the toys r us had the kid back mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they brought back all of those people like 20 or 30 years later yeah. to redo the same commercial in the touching. same format. It was so nice. Yeah. yeah, It's also the only one I know that's had a retrospective kind of a news documentary thing done about it, about how they created the commercial, who wrote the mm. song, all mm-hmm. the stuff going around about it. It, as far as commercials go, I don't know that there is a, everybody talks about Apple from the Super Bowl commercial in mm-hmm. 1980 being the greatest commercial. Uh, no. I think this is the greatest commercial of all time. I would tend to agree with you. I think it's probably the one of the most recognizable. And it was, it showed the beginning of Coke figuring out how to use advertising in a way that wasn't overt mm-hmm. and made you love the brand, not want to shop mm-hmm. for the brand. You just identify with Coke because Coke is good for the world. Yep. Not good for me. Because <laughs> right. It's not. It's, it's acidic, <laughs> sugary crap, right? But it's, it's good for the world. And the big polar bears love it. And Santa loves it, right? And Santa loves it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they did it in different languages and oh, yeah. stuff yeah. later on. I yeah, mean, localized it. Just brilliant. They made a whole thing. Like, it's almost like its own TV show or movie and it's just a commercial. Yep, yep. Yeah, you you win, Mo. That's the best pick for sure. Yeah. That's but, but <laughs> George, yours is definitely second. Yeah, yeah. And so, John, well, it's, 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 it's could have Irish Spring. I don't know why I picked that. <laughs> thanks that's thanks okay. for reminding me that mine was last. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, that's going to wrap up this backtrack about Gen X era commercials. Look, if any of these resonated with you, they brought back some cool memories. Please let us know. Hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Look, it's a brand new year. We have a whole another year of great episodes coming your way in the new year. You know why? It's because of the generous support of patrons like John F., who is a brand new supporter of oh, Gen X Grown cool. Up. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for your generosity. What he did is he headed over to patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up, clicked on a few buttons, got out his credit card and said, I would like to put in a regular small monthly contribution to Gen X Grown Up to help keep the lights on and keep us doing what we do. So John, thank you. And to all of the other amazing patrons in growing numbers who support us, we're so grateful that you do that. It means the world to us and you're what keeps the lights on, as we've said. So that's going to wrap it up for this Backtrack edition of the show. Don't worry, though. We'll be back in two weeks with another one. Next week is a standard edition of our show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here, man. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though, we all appreciate most of all. We can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. All right, so, John, you've got Taco Bell there. I, I. Yeah going to say that we probably shouldn't have that one on the list because that's when you were 27 that's not a youth commercial and it was 27 it was 97 yeah Yeah. (laughs) we have more than enough here i'll kill it that's fine (laughs) here i'll bring a max headroom up here we go you've got questions we've got answers business leadership ownership and sales can be challenging tune into the accelerate your business growth podcast to learn from the world's experts Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, 
as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.